This is your captain speaking. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jacob. And this is Captain Kenny's Sports Podcast. Today on Slate, we'll be going over last week's games. We'll be giving you our power rankings. We'll be looking at this week's upcoming games. Then we'll go through the top five fantasy rankings for each position. And we'll finish off with our MVP rankings for this NFL season. Let's get into it. All right. So looking back at last week's games, start with... Broncos, Jets. Yeah. Final score, Broncos 37, Jets 28. Broncos' best player for me was Melvin. Two touchdowns, 107 yards. I think he was really solid throughout the game, and he really sealed the game with that last touchdown he had. He obviously had a great game, but I think Josie Jewell had an outstanding game. He had 10 tackles, 8 of them solo, 2 sacks, and two and a half tackles for loss. Can you really give a defensive player who let up 28 points to the Jets and Sam Darnold? Fair. The Jets are garbage this year. But on that note, my Jets MVP was Sam Darnold. I mean, he had over 80 yards rushing, including that 46-yard touchdown run. And, I mean, with what he's working with, with how horrible the coaching is there, I think that was really solid for him. Jamison Crowder had a great game for being on the Jets, I guess. He had seven receptions for 104 yards on 10 targets. That's it's pretty respectable. Yeah, pretty solid. One person I did want to talk about on the Broncos, though, was Tim Patrick. He's... 6'4", 212 pounds. Guess how tall Cortland Sutton is. He's 6'4", 216 pounds. I'm not saying he's going to be Cortland Sutton, but I'm saying that if if they use him in the same way that they use Cortland Sutton, he's going to have a pretty dang good fantasy year. But with all the receivers that they have there, with Judy, K.J. Hamler, they're not gonna, just going to draft those guys and leave them to sit out for Tim Patrick. They're not going to, but they're going to use them in conjunction with Tim Patrick, the way that they would have used Corlin Sutton this year. That's fair. Potentially. I'm not saying he's going to be Corlin Sutton, but if they use him in the same way, he will be fantasy viable. All right, next game on slate, I got Browns-Cowboys. Browns, well, this hurts to say, but Browns won 49-38. OBJ had an outstanding game with three total touchdowns, including... Over 80 yards receiving, two touchdowns on five catches, and then was there about a 40-yard touchdown run at the end of the game there to really seal it. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to pick anybody else on that team, even though their running backs did rack up a record amount of yards on over nine yards per carry. Yeah, it's tough to argue with that. One player I will talk about on the Browns, though, is Dearness Johnson. He was being used, like, next to Kareem Hunt. But I think he could be fantasy viable, potentially. 13 rushes for 95 yards. Worth a look. For the Cowboys, if I have to pick an MVP, after how terrible they really played overall, Dak, I mean, 500 yards, four touchdowns. It's pretty hard to argue with him. You could say Coop, too, with over 100 yards, one touchdown. They were both pretty solid, and they were really the only consistent players throughout this season so far for the Cowboys. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Next up, we got Bengals-Jaguars. Bengals won 33-25. My Bengals MVP was Joe Mixon, obviously. 151 rushing yards, three total touchdowns, one receiving. Probably had one of the best games of his career to this point and showing people why he got so much hype preseason for fantasy. Yeah, it was the Jaguars' defense, to be fair, but he was their MVP. 
Jaguars defense is not looking good this year. All right, for the uh, Jags, for their MVP, I had DJ Chark with uh, 95 yards and two touchdowns. Minshew was great in this game, but overall, I think I have to give it to Chark just because he how consistent he's been for this Jaguars offense this year. I put Minshew as my MVP for the Jaguars this game. I think he had a great game. DJ Chark does help him a lot, but he had he completed 27 passes out of 40 and for 351 yards and two touchdowns. He threw a pick, but that's all right. I think he's looking like he might be the answer for Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you have the number one pick, can you really pass on Trevor Lawrence? No, you cannot. I don't think they're going to get the number one pick. It's fair. The Jets are very bad, as we have discussed oh, earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, terrible. But, all right, next game we got uh, Saints-Lions. Saints won 35-29. Saints MVP, I don't really know how you can say anyone else over Alvin Kamara. Maybe uh, Latavius Murray, who stole two touchdowns from Kamara. But overall, I just think Kamara has been the most valuable player for the Saints. And he's got to be up there for the most valuable player in the league at this point. Because, I mean, he's been so consistent over these four games. And with Michael Thomas out, he's really the only reason the Saints are still in games. I put Latavius Murray as my MVP. Had 14 carries for 64 yards. Had two touchdowns. Wiltered those two touchdowns, but touchdowns are what matters, isn't it? You're stealing the goal line touches. Kamara does all the work. He finishes it off. All right, for the Lions MVP, I got uh, Matt Stafford with those three touchdown passes. I mean, what he's working with, I don't think that their offense is what it needs to be. I think they need to utilize on Johnson and DeAndre Swift more, but for how that game played out and Stafford almost bringing him back. I think he deserved the MVP for the Lions this game. Yep, 100% agree. They, you can't pick anybody else for the Lions for this game. All right, next up we had uh, Seahawks-Dolphins. Seahawks won 31-23 for Seahawks MVP. Arguably the league MVP to this point, Russell Wilson, 360 yards, two touchdowns, did throw a pick, but got them the win, and they're 4-0. I had Chris Carson as my MVP for the Seahawks this game. He had 16 touches for 80 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions for 20 yards also. Yeah, that's fair. For the uh, Dolphins, I had Devontae Parker, 10 catches, 110 yards. I mean, fits through two picks, costly interceptions, probably cost him the game, but Devontae Parker was able to stay there, stay consistent for him. I had Jason Sanders as my Miami MVP, due to the fact that he hit five field goals on five attempts. Two of them were 20 to 29 yards, but three of them were 40 to 49 yards. Difficult to do in the NFL today. Brent Maher will tell you that. (laughs) Uh, So next game up, we had uh, Buccaneers 38, Chargers 31. How can you give the Bucs MVP to anyone else other than Tom Brady? Five touchdown passes, over 40 years old, still doing this. He's great. Yep, that's a good win for the Bucks. That that Chargers defense held the Chiefs to 23 points and overtime. That's pretty good. So uh, this Chargers MVP, I mean, Herbert was phenomenal for a rookie, but I went with uh, Michael Davis with that pick six and also had six tackles for solo. I think that pick six was really a tone setter for the Chargers. I feel like the Bucks could have ran away with this game if the Chargers didn't do something and the Chargers really took over after that pick six. 
let it go at the end, but I mean, that pick six was really a game changer. Yeah, I had Herbert as mine. He was 20 for 25, 290 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. He was phenomenal for a rookie, like you said. Next game up, we had uh, Ravens and Washington. Ravens MVP. Could have went with Lamar with that 50-yard touchdown run, but I went with uh, Patrick Queen with 12 tackles, three tackles for loss. I think that rookie is going to be a star in this league. I think they really found a good one in Baltimore. Yeah, that's tough to argue with. He had a great game. The uh, Washington MVP for me was actually Antonio Gibson with over 120 total yards with a touchdown. They don't have a lot of bright spots on that offense outside of Terry McLaurin, but Gibson, I think, is going to be a very solid player for them. I have the exact same thing. Good thing we're agreeing. All right, next game was Panthers 31, Cardinals 21. My Panthers MVP was Teddy Bridgewater for what he has really overcome in his career being a starter now for the Panthers. A lot of people question getting rid of Cam for Teddy, but, I mean, Teddy had 276 pass yards with two touchdowns, 32 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. I think that he might. I don't know if he is the long-term answer, but, I mean, he's trying to show that he really is. Yeah, Teddy had a great game. I want to talk about Robbie Anderson, though. He had eight receptions for 99 yards. He's tied for sixth in receptions this year. He's I mean, having a great season. He was good in New York, too, when he got the opportunities. but It's New good. York. For the uh, Cardinals MVP, I had Jordan Hicks with 12 tackles, three and a half tackles for loss. Cardinals really didn't have a lot of bright spots. They were down early, down often, and they were never really in this game, but Jordan Hicks was a bright spot for them. I had Kyler Murray. He had 210 yards. And three touchdowns, no picks. I think he had a respectable game for Kyler Murray. Next game up, the uh, Battle of the 0-3s, Vikings and Texans. Vikings took this one 31-23. My Vikings MVP was uh, Dalvin Cook with 130 rush yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I don't. he could have had a third touchdown, but Madison took one. So I really think that he had a great game. Yeah, that's tough to argue with. My MVP for... The Texans is the Houston higher-ups for finally firing Bill O'Brien. And I still think he could be good somewhere, but he had way too much on his plate, being the GM and the coach. I've never liked Bill O'Brien ever since he was at Penn State. I think he had talent there, couldn't get it done, and got the NFL job. And he's had especially one of the most talented offenses in the league probably since Deshaun Watson came to town and had DeAndre Hopkins, and he traded him for a bag of chips. So I really don't respect Bill O'Brien as a head coach. In, I don't think he's a head coach in this league. David Johnson's looked good this year, though. He, he looked not worth DeAndre one. Hopkins. No, but. not at all. He looked great week one, but other than that, he's been probably one of the most average backs in the league. But that's also due to the offensive line. But for my Texas MVP, I did give it to Deshaun Watson with, I mean, 300 yards, two touchdowns. At the end, they controversial call on that touchdown, but it was the right call. So the uh, next game up, Rams 17, Giants 9. My Rams MVP was their defense and Jason Garrett being the offensive coordinator of the Giants. As a Cowboys fan, I know how bad and predictable his offense was. The Cowboys aren't doing much better without him, but to put 
put up nine points and have less touchdowns than 21 players in the league is a really bad look for your first year on the offensive coordinator for the Giants. My Rams MVP was Johnny Hecker. He had five punts, 280 yards. That's an average of 56. His longest was 61. Kept the Giants from getting good field position all game. Kept him to three field goals. I think he could have gave the Giants good field position. I don't think they were going anywhere. But uh, Debatable. My Giants MVP is the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, could end up with the first pick. Could that mean Trevor Lawrence in the Big Apple? I think Trevor Lawrence will end up in the Big Apple on one of the one two teams. <laughs> but... I mean, without Saquon this year, which I don't think they ever should have selected Saquon in the first place, they had a lot more needs, and I just think that there's a lot better options for them to draft, and I think next year they really need to have a good plan to build up that offensive line for if they think Daniel Jones is their future. I think they need to get him some protections real quick. And the defense. Yeah, I mean, defense is a lot better than their offense right now. Fair. My Giants MVP was Blake Martinez. He was a very difficult decision. Nobody played good. But he had 13 tackles, one for loss. That's a pretty solid game. Next up, not a much better game, Colts 19, Bears 11. My Colts MVP was Rodrigo Blankenship, who, although he did rob Keep Duncan last year of the uh, Lou Groza Award, he was 4 for 4 on field goals with a long of 44. Basically won the Colts this game. Can't really argue with that. I have the Colts O-line. They gave up one sack for four yards, and Phillip Rivers is not the most mobile quarterback, so they really kept him clean back there. Especially with Khalil Mack on Mm -hmm. that defensive line. I think that's really impressive. Uh, My Bears MVP was Allen Robinson with seven catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he has been one of the few bright spots with this Bears offense, even though they are 3-1. Don't really have a stable quarterback right now. Don't know if Nick Foles is the answer for that. And Allen Robinson's been good his whole career with. Very average quarterbacks. As you know, in Jacksonville, he had Blake Bortles for a couple years. He still had 1,000-yard receiving yards. All right, uh, next up, Bills Raiders. Bills won 30-23. For the Bills MVP, possibly also the league MVP, Josh Allen. 288 yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. He's been phenomenal this year, and I mean, the competition is going to start getting harder coming up here, but I think that he's been just great this year. He's been great this year. It's tough to argue with a quarterback who put up, puts up those numbers to be the MVP for a team. And uh, I mean, on the other side, the other quarterback wasn't playing too bad either, and he's been sneaky good this year. Derek Carr with 300 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, people were questioning him going into last season, and they obviously didn't have a great year. But this year, I mean, they beat the Saints early in the season, which, I mean, it's not that great of a win compared to what it used to be. But, I mean, Derek Carr has been serviceable for him, and I think he's going to keep having a good year. Yeah, I think the Las Vegas Raiders could end up being a sneaky dark horse for Maybe a wild card spot. Next game, I don't know how it got on Sunday Night Football, but <laughs> Eagles beat the 49ers 25-20. to The uh, Eagles MVP, I had Alex Singleton and Nick Mullins. The uh, Singleton uh, pick six really sealed the game for the Eagles. 
But that was really Nick Mullins' fault. Nick Mullins had a horrible game. This was a winnable game for the 49ers, and they should be 3-1 and right now. Yeah, I had Rodney, Rodney McLeod for the Eagles. He had eight tackles and a pick also. He had a pretty solid game. Niners, I mean, how can you argue George Kittle, 15 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown for a tight end in this league, especially now when there's so many great receivers and he's still putting up these type of numbers, even with Nick Mullins and then C.J. Beathard came in at the end, I think. Kittle is the best tight end in the league right now. He also had 15 targets, so he caught every ball that was thrown to him from Nick Mullins. And C.J. Beathard. Don't forget about C.J. Beathard. Sunshine there. <laughs> All right, um, next game, Chiefs-Patriots. Another horrible game. Uh, Chiefs MVP was Brian Hoyer and COVID. The Chiefs would have lost this game if Cam Newton played, and Brian Hoyer is it? Awful quarterback, and, I mean, he was terrible. They probably should have been leading at halftime or at the least tied. And, I don't know, Hoyer just obviously wasn't the answer. Yeah, I was originally going to pick the Pats for this game had Cam Newton not gotten COVID. But you can't you can't discredit the Chiefs. Mahomes was not bad. 236 yards and two touchdowns. That's still a pretty solid game. Maybe less than we expect from Mahomes from the way he's performed in previous games. I mean, you know I'm all for uh, Mahomes. Like, yeah. A Texas Tech guy. But I really – my Patriots MVP was their defense. They really – the Chiefs scored 26, but that pick six towards the end of the game, I mean, Patriots defense was great. They did all that they could to really keep them in it. And I mean, I can't. You can't really ask for much more from your defense. Yeah, twenty-six points to the Chiefs is pretty good. One player I think is worth a watch is Damian Harris. He had seventeen carries for a hundred yards, no touchdowns, but that'll come. I mean, with Sony Michelle on IR, which I don't think they've given Sony the opportunities he really should be getting there. Like I think he's been good for him the last two years, and last week. He did have 117 yards on limited amount of carries, but I Damian Harris is good, but I'd like to see when Michelle comes back, I think that he should be getting a good amount of touches still. Agreed. All right, the uh, Monday night game. Packers won 30-16 over the Falcons. My Packers MVP or MVPs were uh, Aaron Rodgers and Bob Tanyan. Rodgers throwing for 327 yards and four touchdowns. Tanyan catching three of those touchdowns with another 98 yards. I mean, Rodgers continues to get it done no matter who he's throwing to. I mean, everybody thought this year that the Packers could be on the downhill with drafting Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, but really it just seems that Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost a step and that offense somehow got better from last year. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but yeah, it's tough to argue with that. Those two were great. And my Falcons MVP... Is it Trevor Lawrence? I mean, if they keep going on this way, is Matt Ryan the answer anymore? Can he get these guys back to Super Bowl contention while he's still in his prime? And, I mean, he has Julio. He has Calvin Ridley. Granted, Julio has been hurt, but he has the weapons. And, I mean, their defense isn't great. But for them to blow the huge lead to the Cowboys and then blow the lead to the Bears the week after. 
I mean, where do you really like put your foot down and say this is where we need to restart? I disagree. I think Matt Ryan has been a solid, consistent quarterback for the Falcons over the past couple of years, and their defense was absolutely atrocious in this game. Like, Aaron Rodgers made them look silly. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but their defense looked silly this week, and it's partially due to all the injuries in the secondary. Keanu Neal, we know, is down. I mean, the rookie A.J. Terrell hasn't played much because he got put on the COVID list, but... Their defense did get the goal line stand. They gave them a couple opportunities, but the Falcons' offense didn't use them, and they really didn't score much to the second half of that game. So, I mean, and they had three or four possessions in the first half where they really had momentum, especially after that goal line stop, that they really didn't do it for me. And I, watching that, I really didn't know what to think. Because the Packers' defense is good, but they've also let up 30 points multiple times this year. True. All right, next up we got our power rankings. So we're going to be going up 32 on up. So my uh, starting at 32, I got the uh, New York Jets, obviously. I mean, coaching's terrible. I mean, their offense is god-awful. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he's been hurt, but, I mean, what behind that offensive line, he's not going to do much. And their defense, while so, their defense is solid, but... When they're on the field so much, it's still like, a struggle. Yeah, I think the only bright spot for them has been Sam Darnold. He's been playing very good for the circumstances in. Yeah, I think – I don't know that the Jets should draft Trevor Lawrence if they have the first pick. but I think they should trade down. I mean, you have to think that at the end of this season, a new GM – a new head coach, at the least a new head coach and coaching staff will be coming in. It'll be Darnold's, I think, third system in like four years, so they're asking too much out of them. Next up, I got the other team from New York, the Giants. I mean, like I said earlier, 21 more individual players have scored more touchdowns than the Giants' entire team this year. I mean, Jason Garrett was a bad hire to begin with. Especially if you watch Dallas' offense the past couple of years. They have all the talent in the world, but it didn't get them anywhere. And it's the same thing with the Giants. Yeah, the Giants is the Giants are a garbage fire right now. They are awful. 30, I put the Falcons. Falcons really 0-4. They blown two huge leads. And they weren't even competitive in Monday night's game. I think that the defense is just bad. Offensively, they have the weapons. It seems like they have the personnel, but they haven't really put it together for a full game yet. I think, especially in that division where I don't think any win against any of those three other teams are certain, I can see them going 3-13 and or 4-12. and at 30, I had the Texans. They have been awful this year. They just lost to the other winless team that was the Vikings, previous to that win, and they just fired their coach. So I think the rest of this year is just scrap it and try to get back into contention next year. I had the Texans at 29. Uh, trading Hopkins, everyone knew that was a bad move, but only getting a second-round pick for – 
arguably the top wide receiver in the league who, if you look at what he's doing in Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury's offense, if you use him the way you're supposed to, getting him double-digit targets every game, I mean, Hopkins is incredible. And they got to switch it up, something on defense. I don't want to say get rid of J.J. Watt, but for how much contract and cap space he's taking up, is he really worth that money when you're trying to build something different now? Like, you're, you've proven the past couple of years you're trying to go younger, so is J.J. Watt the answer on defense right now? Yeah, I don't know. At 29, I have the Falcons. They've just had so many injuries in their secondary, and their offense hasn't been as good as it should be. So, yeah. 28 out of the uh, Jaguars. They've had some tough games, but, I mean, being the Dolphins' only win, they did look good in week one and week two, but at the same time, they just lost, they've just they lost to two mediocre at-best teams, and they really didn't look competitive in either of the games. So I have to give it to the Jaguars, to that 28 spot. At 28, I've got the Washington football team. They're, uh, they're very bad. They've got some quarterback troubles. And, I mean, uh, do they, though? As yeah. Much, uh, as much They're as I Dwayne don't Haskins. like Washington, I don't think Dwayne Haskins... He's getting benched this week. But should he? Is the question. You look at, you look at the not. other quarterbacks in the division. All of them have at least one pick, except Dak. The other two have at least one pick in every game this year. Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones... And, I mean, I don't know why Haskins has a shorter leash. He doesn't have much competition behind him. And I think Haskins, and Haskins has also had a higher QBR than those quarterbacks. I don't think it's a quarterback problem. I just think it's a personnel problem. I think it's silly to compare him to other NFC East teams because the other NFC East teams are also garbage. And I would like to put all the NFC team, East teams from 30 to 26 but we know that one of them has to make the playoffs due to the fact that one of them is going to win that division. With Washington, I think Haskins has been a really good quarterback since he was at Ohio State. And his only weapon really right now, he's got Gibson, who's kind of on the up-and-coming. And you've got Scary Terry McLaurin. But in those games, they I mean, they tried to keep up with the Ravens, but they're the Ravens. And, like... Their losses haven't been to bad teams. They lost to the Browns. They lost to the Ravens. They did beat the Eagles, which isn't much, but it was the healthiest the Eagles have been all year. And you have to remember, defensively, Chase Young has been dealing with a groin injury, too. I mean, Chase Young is a phenomenal player. But anyways, Washington is my number 27, but I think they will probably finish number two in the NFC East. I think that they're a better team than Philly, and I think that they're a better team than the Giants. But, I mean, right now, with the way Philly's playing versus the way the past couple weeks have gone for Washington, I have Washington down here. At 27, I've got the Broncos. Everybody loved them early in the year, but then some injuries to Cortland Sutton and Drew Locke have kind of thrown them off the path a little bit. Drew Locke will be back, though. That's the only bright spot they've got. 26, I got the Vikings. The Vikings did get their first win, but it wasn't convincing against an 0-3 team. And their secondary is terrible. They've been getting torched all year. Their defense really shouldn't be as bad as it is with adding Yannick Ngakwe. But at the end of the day, 1-3 is 1-3. and three. 
Fair. At 26, I've got the Jaguars. They're a young, up-and-coming team. I think that in the next couple of years, they'll figure their stuff out, and I think Minshew could be the answer. 25, I have the Dolphins. Now, I know Tua has been dealing with his hip injury from college, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a good filler quarterback. But when you're one and three, and in a division that, yes, the Bills are leading comfortably, but you've shown that you can compete with teams like the Bills and the Patriots. So I just would like to know at what point do they try to throw two in there to see if he can get them over that hump offensively to really because their offense has been not great and probably the reason they've lost the three games that they have so 25 i've got the eagles they're very bad their offensive line has not kept carson Wentz clean and their defense has not been good and their one win against the very injured 49ers is not convincing enough to get them up higher in my opinion 24 i have the eagles uh for me the Eagles, I mean, being a Cowboys fan, I just think that they do. They are dealing with a ton of injuries. But how many years can they talk about how they don't have weapons and then continue to draft the way that they do? Like Jalen Rager in the first round over Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins. And they had opportunities in free agency but did not use them. And last year they had the opportunity to trade for A.J. Green, which he's not the A.J. Green he used to be, but – it's a better weapon than what they have. I mean, the Eagles front office has done them no favors, and I don't want to hear the comparison. Right now, I don't want to hear the comparisons of Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. Dak is far beyond Wentz right now. All right, next up, I've got the Bengals. They're also a young team. They're developing, and I think they could be good in the future with Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he's going to be good. I got the Lions. For what Matt Stafford's working with, they probably should be 2-2. Two and two. Week 1, they let that one go against the Bears. Uh, a couple things just watching this team. Kenny Galladay is going to be a star in this league. He's going to be a fantastic wide receiver. But they need to get more of a run game involved if they want to be consistent. Like, I don't understand how you have got – I didn't understand the bringing in of Adrian Peterson at all. Like, when you have on Johnson and DeAndre Swift on the roster – trying to bring, like, Peterson in just to take their carries. I just – I don't understand it. Yeah, me too. At 23, I also had the Lions. And I think that Matt Stafford has been good this year. And their next four weeks are, like, some of the easiest teams in the league. So I think they could go on a little run here. Oh, yeah. I I think they will. Uh, 22, I have the Bengals. I think – Joe Burrow is as advertised, I guess is how I'd put it. He was incredible at LSU, and he does have good weapons. It's his offensive line that's holding him down right now. He doesn't have very much time to throw, and that will change over the years. But the one thing I will say, in Joe Burrow's career, I don't know how often he's going to get out of the division with teams like the Browns who are up and coming. But you also have the Ravens, who, as long as Lamar Jackson is there, they will be contenders. Yeah, it's difficult to beat the Ravens, unless you're in the playoffs. Um, At 22, I've got the Dolphins. I think that they've been 
decent this year with the teams they've played. Their three losses are against the Patriots, the Bills, and the Seahawks. That's a combined two losses between those three teams. So I think they could go on a little run. They can play some easier teams maybe. They're a young team, and I think Fitzpatrick has been decent enough this year, and whenever they bench him for Tua, we'll see how he does. 21, I got the Broncos. Uh, dealing with way too many injuries, but still have been competitive in every game. Personally, when Drew Locke comes back, I think that in that division, they're not going to get a ton of wins, but... Drew Locke is a quarterback that I think can keep them in those games, no matter who they're playing. And with Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, like you mentioned, he's got some good weapons. And I don't know how far they'll go this year, but for the future, that team is going to be very, very good. Agreed. I've got the Chargers in this spot. Justin Herbert's shown flashes and... I think that they're, once their defense is 100% healthy, they could be contenders. 20, I got the Chargers. Chargers, they're an interesting team. They're yeah. a team that could be 3-1, and one, but they could also be 0-4. Oh they're a solid all-around team, really. Like I don't know that I can necessarily point out a lot of flaws with the team. I think Desmond King should probably be getting some more playing time in that secondary, even though that secondary is stacked, but... I think there's certain players, I, I think Austin Eckler, when healthy, now that he has a quad injury, but when he's healthy, I think he needs more uh, carries, like, he needs more touches in that offense. Uh, they got rid of Melvin Gordon, and they did bring in Joshua Kelly, but Joshua Kelly was drafted late for a reason, no offense to the guy, but Austin Eckler has proven when he gets touches, he is a great running back, and I just think they need to give him the touches that he deserves. All right, at this spot I've got the Cowboys. I think they've got a very good offense. Dak's got some very good weapons, and he's been performing with them, showing him that he can be the franchise quarterback there. But their defense is very bad, as we learned from giving the Browns 49 points on them and letting Jarvis Landry throw a touchdown. They're so lucky that they're in the NFC East, though. They could make the playoffs with... Like if a they, seven. I'm telling you, if they do make the playoffs, watch out for them giving up a hundred points. Nineteen. I do have the Cowboys. That they gotta pay back. That's what I gotta say about that. Like, he has over sixteen hundred yards already this year. Five hundred in the last game. He's had three straight games with over four hundred yards passing. Which I realize they've played from behind, but that's not garbage time when they're still in the game and still have a chance to win. Ceedee Lamb is gonna be a star. But that defense, I only see one bright spot on that defense, and it's Trevon Diggs, who, I mean, he's the, he's their number one corner right now as a rookie with Cheeto out. And, uh, I mean, he really doesn't have an opportunity to prove himself much, but I think these next couple weeks, I can see the Cowboys win their next four straight if they play the way they can. They got the Giants, Cardinals, Washington, and Philly. I think that those are all winnable games, and... With how bad their defense is, the only offense that I think can really keep up with theirs on those teams is Arizona. But at the end of the day, they probably should be 5-3 and three after those games. Fair. At 19, I've got the Vikings. They're still a talented team in my opinion. And I think if they figure their stuff out, they 
could contend still. They've got they started off rough, but if they pick it up, they they can win some games. Eighteen, I got the Panthers. Their division is tough. I don't see them getting out of their division, but they're a team that with Teddy there, everybody thought that they were gonna be tanking this year. And they're two and two right now. They've beaten they beat a good Cardinals team. And the defense, a lot of rookies. That's without CMC too. Yeah, that is what CMC is a game changer too. When he comes back, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mike Davis in there still a little bit. Yeah, now. he's uh, been great in his absence. Teddy, I don't know if he's the answer, but he's been great this year so far. And if he's not the answer in Carolina, I do believe he'll be the answer somewhere. I have the Panthers in that spot too for the exact same reasons. 17, I got the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know. The Raiders, first two weeks, looked really, really good. But I feel like that Saints win got a little overrated without Michael Thomas. Emmanuel Sanders being horrible in that game. Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than 35 yards at this point in his career. And they still gave up way too much to him. And I think offensively, they're starting to get it going. They haven't had Henry Ruggs the past couple weeks. I think Ruggs is their guy, but I just think in that division with the Chargers and the uh, Chiefs in there, I think they still finish above 500, but I don't know how much above 500 they're going to finish, and I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs. All right, at this spot, I've got the Browns. They're 3-1, and one, but in the end, they're still the Browns. Baker hasn't performed all that well. He hasn't been as advertised, and in this league, I just don't think he can be that good without a consistent quarterback. 16, I got the Cardinals. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, I think, compared to what he was in college, he has been amazing in the league. Everybody thought their defense would hold them back when he really came to this league, but honestly kind of been sometimes the answer for him. Like, they got DeAndre Hopkins who Kyler Murray really needed that number one wide receiver, and now they can move Christian Kirk more to the slot. And I think that in the next couple of years, I think the Cardinals will be a top team. And not this year, but next couple of years, Kyler Murray will be an MVP candidate. Yeah, I've got the Cardinals at 16 as well for those same reasons. But I think their defense has been underrated too. And I think they have the pieces with Isaiah Simmons and... Just all those guys. At number 15, I have the 49ers, who could be much, much higher. Even with a win last week, I think I would have them higher. But with Jimmy G out, Raheem Mostert out, Joey Bosa, Solomon Thomas. Nick, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, same thing. I think that they ultimately could be undefeated without those injuries. But at the same time, they did lose to the Cardinals week one. And that's a really rough loss to start the season with. But once they get healthier, they, they're going to have a tough road to the playoffs. But I think they can still make it. At 15, I've got the Saints. And this is due to the fact that is Drew Brees still Drew Brees? Like, he has regressed a lot, it seems. Yeah, I got them at 14. Uh... Breeze hasn't been good this year, but you have to remember Michael Thomas is out, 
And while people do give Michael Thomas a lot of crap for running slant routes and stuff, I think people are seeing why they have to do that now. And yeah. I think Michael Thomas is a huge difference maker in that offense. And he really spreads the field out more and gives your other receivers and Alvin Kamara more opportunities. So I think that at the end of the day, the Saints, when Michael Thomas comes back, are going to be a top team again. Yeah, at 14, I've got the 49ers. I think they'll get their players back and make a late push and potentially get into the playoffs. I'm not counting them out yet, basically. 13, I have the Cleveland Browns. I don't agree with you on Baker. I think people's, like, the criticisms on him aren't necessarily deserved because, like, they're very similar offensively to the 49ers last year. Like, the offense that their coach is trying to work in is a run-heavy offense, and it's really worked for him. Week one, game against the Ravens was terrible, but what, I don't know what a lot of people expected with that new system and, like, the way that plays are really being called in that game. I mean, they're averaging – last week they averaged nine yards a carry, and I know the Cowboys do not have a good run defense, but – Nine yards to carry in an NFL game is still ridiculous. And Baker has done what he has to do. Like, if they get into a game where he needs to throw the ball, I think that Baker can. And I think that if he goes back, like his rookie year, when he came in, he was great. And I think that he can do that again. All right, at this spot, I've got the Raiders. I think that they're kind of a dark horse candidate to get in the playoffs. And... They're starting to figure their stuff out. Like Derek Carr's been very average, but the defense has been good and their offense has been good enough to win some games, and I think they can make a late playoff push. 12, I have the uh, Bears. I don't know. They've won games, and even if they haven't been convincing, they were still in this game with the Colts, and I think the Colts are a great team. They did have a week one slip up, but I think the Colts are a good team, and I don't think that's a bad loss for the Bears. And I think ultimately Nick Foles isn't the answer, but neither is Mitch Trubisky. So I don't know how far their offense is going to take him, but their defense, I think, is going to take him pretty far. I have the Bears at this spot as well. I think they're just a gritty team, and in those close games, they've came up, came out on top. So. We'll see what happens in the future for them. 11, I got the Patriots. Prior to this loss, I think that they were probably within the top seven. But we don't know how long they're not going to have Cam. We don't know how long they're not going to have Gilmore now. And Cam is a huge difference maker, and we saw that this week. We saw how much worse their offense is without Cam Newton in it. And it should have been expected with Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham, but we not necessarily to that extent against a good Chiefs defense, but not a great Chiefs defense. All right, at this spot, I've got the Colts. I think they're starting to figure stuff out, and their offense has been good, and their defense has been better than we expected. So Better than who expected? Better than I expected. I have them at ten. They have uh, they got they got some good players on that defense. I mean, especially after the trade with the Niners for DeForest Buckner in the offseason. 
I think what they were missing was a good pass rush, and they got it. Plus, people are forgetting they did. Xavier Rhodes isn't a huge addition, but, I mean, he's been very good in that secondary. And, I mean, offensively, getting Jonathan Taylor worked into that offense without Marlon Mack. Heck, he hasn't been great, but, I mean, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to get better. He's only a rookie. At 10, I've got the Buccaneers. I think they've got great weapons. I think Tom Tom Brady is regressing, but not at the level that people believe he should be. And it's crazy that he's still in the league at 42. Is he 42? It's like 42. It's wild that he's still producing. All right, nine, I got the uh, L.A. Rams. Uh, The Rams are interesting. They really haven't had a consistent part from a week-to-week basis, whether it's the running back position, whether it's the wide receiver position, tight end. People on their offense have stepped up, but defensively they've been pretty consistent. Besides that Bills game that they did end up losing, but they got down 28-3, almost came back, and that's their only loss to this point, and they've got another NFC East team coming up. I They're going to be 4-1, and... Ultimately, I think that they could give the Seahawks a run in that division. At this spot, I've got the Patriots. I, we know they're going to get Cam back at some point. And with Cam, their offense was actually very good. And I think they'll be able to make that push with Cam, take that next step. And we'll see about Gilmore. We'll see if that actually affects them at all. I mean, defensive player of the year is going to affect them. Yeah, true. But at 8, I have the uh, Tennessee Titans. Didn't play this last week because of Rona. I expected more out of Derrick Henry this year, but really their offensive star has been Ryan Tannehill. And Corey Davis has been really good offensively for them. Their defense has been phenomenal, and they've won them games. I don't know what their ceiling is. It seems like, yes, they're going to win their division, I think, but how good are they going to be at the end of the day? Like, I think their expectations were pretty high last year, or coming off of last year's AFC Championship run. But can you expect that from them this year? Yes, they did add more pieces like Jadavion Clowney, but it seemed like kind of, I'm not going to say a fluke run, but a run that I don't know that they can do again. They're 3-0. and Look who they played, though. Broncos, Jaguars. I mean, that's two of their three wins. Fair. We'll see this week. Don't they play the Bills? Yes. Yep, we'll see this week. At my eighth spot, I have the Rams. I think they have great coaching, consistent defense, and I don't know if Jared Goff is the answer for them or is going to be able to lead them to a Super Bowl. But I do want to bring something up about that. I think that Goff, when he gets to prove it, I think that he's a good quarterback. I don't know that he's worth the money that he's getting, but I think he can definitely lead them to a Super Bowl. I mean, he already led them to an, an appearance because if you remember that postseason, Todd Gurley wasn't Todd Gurley for most of that postseason. They had C.J. Anderson. Who was Todd Gurley. Basically, yes, he handed off all his talent. But I think that Jared Goff, given the right weapons, which I think they need to find a consistent running back, I think that they can get there. Seven, I have the Steelers. Best defense in the league to me. Offensively, if you have an offense with Big Ben running it, you have a chance. And 
I don't know that James Conner is the best option at running back for them. I think they need more of a receiving back, and I think they probably should involve Benny Snell more. But, I mean, their offense is working. Juju's having a bounce back year from last year with Big Ben back. And uh, they, they have some good pieces. Chase Claypool starting to step up in that rookie role like people thought he would. But that defense is something else. I mean, the Steelers' defense is always good, but it's probably the best in the league this year. At seven, I've got the Ravens coming off that MVP year. Everybody had very high hopes for Lamar, but I feel like he has underperformed to where people thought that he'd be this year. That's a take. Uh, uh huh. Their their weapons aren't good, and so that's not all on Lamar. But. Six. I got the Bucks. Since that Week One loss, Brady has been playing an MVP level. That offense has been lethal, and. In game, in the two games they've rushed over 100 yards, they've won convincingly. And Brady is proving he's not a system quarterback like a lot of people think he is. And it is a good system, but people have to remember, Jameis Winston threw 30 picks in this system. Like, if any quarterback could do it, Jameis Winston would still be on that roster. So Mike Evans is kind of going back to what Mike Evans was. Uh, Godwin's been hurt, but it, they really haven't slowed down with Godwin being hurt. And I think that the Bucks are real Super Bowl contenders and are definitely going to take that division. At six, I've got the Titans. I think that they're consistently good defense and their offense has performed better than people thought. At five, I got the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And only because there's four very, very good undefeated teams left. That game against Chiefs, it was bad, but... The thing that gives me hope with that team is for how bad they played offensively, they still didn't lose by that. They still had a chance at the end of the game. And it's not, I don't think it's Lamar that's playing bad. If you watch that Chiefs game, a lot of missed opportunities by the receivers. That's on the weapons. Drop, touchdown. Mark Andrews is good, but I think Lamar Jackson is making him look better than he actually is, in my opinion. I don't think he's up there with Kittle... Or Kelsey, which I don't think anybody's up there with Kittle or Kelsey. But personally, I just don't know how great Mark Andrews is. He's a good red zone option. But other than that, I think their best option is probably Marquise Brown. And they haven't really integrated him to the offense great. But I also think there's another guy on that roster, Devin Duvernay, that they need to get involved opposite of Marquise to spread out the field more because they're two really fast guys and they can really get down the field real easily. At this spot, I've got the Steelers. I think that their defense has been amazing this year, as we expected, since they got wins because of their defense last year without a starting quarterback. And with Big Ben being back this year, that gives them the offense that will be able to give them a deep playoff push. At four, I've got the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, shocking this year. So they did play the Jets and the Dolphins their first two weeks. But since then, they beat the Rams. They did almost choke, but they still pulled out that game, which was very impressive to me. Like to go to get up that much and then to lose that lead, but to kind of be able to take control again at the end of the game. I think Josh Allen really showed how good of a quarterback he was in that game, especially against a very, very good Rams defense with Jalen Ramsey there, with Aaron Donald. I mean, they're still stacked, and. 
But I would put them higher, but I just think three teams I have higher than them have been slightly better. Not by much, and I would definitely think that the Bills can make the Super Bowl in the AFC. Agreed. I've got the Bills at this spot as well. Josh Allen's been terrific this year, and we'll see how they do. Three, I got the Seahawks. Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson, but that defense is sus. The Cowboys, yes, the Cowboys do have a great offense, but they did tear them up, and they almost lost the Seahawks that game. And if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, that game, the Seahawks without Russell Wilson would probably be 0-4 right now. They've been in a lot of close games, and Russell Wilson has been the deciding factor in those games. And I just think that the Seahawks, they're Super Bowl contenders, but they got to get their defense figured out. Yeah, I've got them at the same spot here. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He is going to be an MVP candidate as long as he doesn't get hurt. And his weapons are great. He's got Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like that, that offense is very good and going to be very good. Two, I got the Green Bay Packers. Rodgers is phenomenal. Like Aaron Rodgers is just insane. He loses Devontae Adams. They beat the Saints. He loses Alan Lazard. They dominate the Falcons. And Aaron Jones, is, he doesn't get enough credit in that offense. With McCarthy, when he was there, Aaron Jones didn't get the touches he needed. Since LaFleur's been there, he's been top three running back in fantasy, but also just a top, I would argue, a top five running back in the league since LaFleur got there. And I if, even if he got more touches than what he does, because Jamal Williams has been stealing some touches from him in the past game, Jones is a really big part to that offense. And that defense, they've been serviceable, but not great. So that's something to look out for. Yep, I've got the Packers in the same spot. Do you think um, them going quarterback early in that draft lit a fire under Rodgers at all? Because he wasn't that great last year, was he? Compared to what he he has been. He wasn't great, but Devontae Adams was out most of the year. Lazard hadn't really emerged as an actual NFL receiver until late in the season. Uh, they still went like 13-3, and three, so gotcha. you can't really say that they weren't a great team. I do think, though, Jordan Love, when he does get to play with that team after a couple of years with Aaron Rodgers teaching him, I think Jordan Love is going to be their next guy. Yeah, so I agree. I don't necessarily disagree with the pick that they made. But number one, I have the Chiefs, obviously, uh, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey – not really beating that right now. After beating the Ravens and the way they played in that game, I don't know how many teams I can really say I can look at and see them being beating the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs, they've had their off games already, but they still won those off games. So, I mean, they need to lose to be removed from this number one spot, in my opinion. Even if they do lose, I mean, how far are they dropping though? Not very. All right, so we're on to. The week five games. Uh, tomorrow night we got Bears and Bucks. I got the Bucks in this game. I just think the Bucks defense will get stops, and while the Bears defense is gonna keep them in this game, I just think the Bucks offense will overpower them. And I personally think that the Bucks are gonna take this game relatively easily. Yeah, I put the same thing. Next game up, Panthers Falcons. I actually picked the Falcons in this game. I think the Falcons are due for a win here. Uh, the Panthers' defense is young. 
without CMC, I don't think the Falcons' defense is going to be as vulnerable as it would be. And I think Matt Ryan, this will be the game that he really picks apart the Panthers' defense and gets him a win. I disagree. I've got the Panthers in this one. I think their defense is young, but I think their offense is going to tear the Falcons apart just due to the fact that the Falcons' secondary is so injured and bad right now that they'll be able to be picked apart fairly easily by Teddy Bridgewater and Mike Davis. Bills at Titans. I got the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen's on another planet right now. This is a matchup of undefeated teams, but I think at the end... When it comes, there's two great defenses, so I think it's going to come down to whosoever offense steps up, and I think it'll be the Bills' offense that really steps up. But look out for Ryan Tannehill to have another big game. Yeah, I've actually got the Titans in this one. I think that the Titans' defense is going to figure Josh Allen out a little bit and not stop him, obviously. It is very difficult to do that, but I think they'll be able to contain him, and I think they'll get a W. Raiders at Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning this game pretty easily. Raiders defense hasn't shown me much. Even against Cam, like when the Pats offense wasn't necessarily putting up a lot of points, they were just kind of moving down the field methodically in other games. They put up a lot of points in that game. And if you can't stop them, I don't know how you're going to stop the Chiefs. And, I mean, the Chiefs are great. Yeah, I'm, I picked the Chiefs in this game too, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I got the uh, Cardinals at Jets next. Uh, I got the Cardinals. Cardinals by 20. Kyler and D-Hop on that secondary. He is going to pick that secondary apart, whether it's on the ground, in the air. And I think Kenyon Drake could have a bounce back game, but at the same time, the Jets did bottle up Melvin Gordon until he broke out a couple of bigger runs, so... I would say I do think the Cardinals win by 20-plus. Yep, same here. The Jets are very bad. Eagles at Steelers. Steelers easy. The front seven of the Steelers will absolutely destroy the Eagles' offensive line. And uh, Wentz is going to struggle. I think Wentz would struggle either way, but Wentz will definitely struggle with this Steelers defense. Yeah, Wentz has thrown four touchdowns this season and seven interceptions. And they're playing the best defense in the league. I don't think the Eagles have a chance in this one. Uh, So Rams at Washington. This is going to be closer than people think. Especially after how the Rams played last week against the Giants. On the road at Washington. Washington are starting Kyle Allen. Don't expect that to last though. Personally. But I did pick the Rams though. Because Rams already beat everybody else in the East, so, I mean, why not finish it off? So, I got the Rams. Yeah, I got the Rams, too. The Rams are the better team right now. Bengals, Ravens. <laughs> Picked Ravens, and my reason why is Lamar Jackson. He's the difference maker in this game. The Ravens' defense has been vulnerable to passing offenses, but I just think their front seven's going to get to Joe Burrow with how bad that offensive line is. And Lamar Jackson will be the difference maker in this game like he usually is. Yeah, I've also got the Ravens in this one. I think with the division rivalry here, the Bengals will be looking for the win. But, yeah, they're no match for the Ravens. Jags and Texans. Uh, I got the Jags, actually. Uh, 
They got an interim coach in Houston. Uh, I don't think that team's on the same page. And the Jags defense hasn't been great, but they've been serviceable for them. And, I mean, the Jags did put up fights against the other AFC South opponents, so I think they do take one against the Texans. Yeah, I've also got the Jags in this one. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Any fantasy players in this game, I'd highly recommend. Dolphins at 49ers. I got the Niners winning this one with Mostert probably being back. And if Jimmy G's not playing, even with C.J. Beathard starting, I think C.J. looked great last week when he came in for Mullins. He drove the uh, Niners down the field multiple times, gave them a shot to win that game. Uh, I think at the end, the Dolphins struggle offensively. This could be the game that they that we see Tua. Yeah, I got the uh, Niners winning. I've actually got the Dolphins in this one. 49ers are a very injured team right now. I still think they'll be good near the end of the season, but I think this game they lose to Miami. Um, the Dolphins are better than we give them credit for, in my opinion. They've got very good losses, and they beat the Jaguars. And they only lost to those very good teams like Seattle by 21 combined points. Uh, they took the Bills into overtime. I uh, For Colts at Browns, this one was... Or Giants at Cowboys, sorry. I got the Cowboys in this one, and I don't necessarily think it's going to be that close. The Giants offense... I understand how bad the Cowboys defense is, but the Giants offense have not been able to move the ball. And I think partial reason to why the uh, Cowboys haven't been able to generate pressure in their front seven, even though they do have the talent there with Everson Griffin, Alden Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, they've been playing some pretty decent offensive lines. And the Giants' O-line is very bad. Alden Smith did have three sacks against the Seahawks. And I think that their pressure will get to Daniel Jones this game. And I think that the Cowboys win convincingly. I also have the Cowboys in this one. The Cowboys defense may be awful this year, but the Giants' whole team is awful this year. So you can't really pick the Giants in this one. Colts and Browns. I actually took the Browns in this one. Browns' offense looks good. Chubb is out, but that creates more opportunities for a, a Pro Bowl running back in Kareem Hunt. People forget that. Kareem Hunt was phenomenal in Kansas City, and he did miss about a year, but came back. He's still looking like the same Kareem Hunt. And uh, I think that ultimately he's a, the difference maker in this game because I think the one thing he does bring to that offense that Chubb didn't is the pass catching. And... Baker is going to do just enough to get them this one, I think, at home. I've got the Colts in this one. Um, since losing to the Jaguars in week one, that was really bad because the Jaguars not, are not a good, great team yet. Um, they've kind of picked things up, and last week against the Bears, they got that good win against that gritty Bears team. I didn't make a prediction for the Broncos at the Patriots. Too much things going on with COVID in that game right now. We don't even know if it's going to be played this week. So I'm going to wait on that to make a prediction. I've got the Pats in this one if they play. But 
like he said, it's all up in the air right now with COVID. If I had to make a prediction, if Drew Locke is back this week, I would take the Broncos if Cam and Gilmore are both out. Next game up, Vikings-Seahawks. Seahawks. Vikings did get their first win, but, I mean, their defense ain't good. Wilson's going to carve them up. Seahawks at home. I got them. Yep, same here. Russell Wilson is very good. Chargers at Saints. This is a really, really interesting game on Monday night to me. I got the Chargers, actually. Saints, I don't think the underneath stuff is going to work on these Chargers defensive backs between Casey Hayward, Desmond King, Chris Ward Jr. I think that, honestly, and Herbert, I think the Saints have the one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL right now. And I think Herbert with Keenan Allen is going to light that defense up. And I think the... Uh, Chargers take it on Monday Night Football. I've got the Saints in this one if Michael Thomas plays. He's questionable right now, but we'll see what happens with him. Like you were saying earlier, if if he's back, that's a huge difference for Drew Brees. All right, on to our fantasy rankings for quarterbacks. So number one, I got Russell Wilson. He's playing the Vikings defense. Not much of a challenge there, and he's been great for fantasy this year. Two, I got Dak. Playing the Giants, Dak's been putting up almost 30-plus twice this year, and he's been great. Third, I got Josh Allen. That matchup with the Titans is tough, but, I mean, if he's not getting it done through the air, I think he gets it done with his legs. Because people forget how good of a mobile quarterback he was last year, and I think he might have to bring that out again to get the win. He's sneaky quick. Uh, Four, I got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Raiders' defense ain't great. If they get ahead early, I think that they could be feeding Clyde the ball more, but if it's a close game, I think Patty's going to have a lot of points in that one. I mean, last year, I think he had, the first time they played the Raiders, he had three touchdown passes in the first half against them. So, I mean, look out for that. And Lamar in a division matchup where he's going to have to come up big, I think they get the win, and I think Lamar has a great game. A bus candidate is also either in that game or... I think either Joe Burrow or Carson Wentz, both. I think they could both have some pretty rough games. Uh, I don't know how much time they're going to have to sit back and throw the ball. Could be quite a few turnovers by the two also. All right, my top five fantasy quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes. He's got the Raiders this week, like you said. And I think that this is going to be a good game, and Mahomes will be throwing all throughout the game. I think it will be fairly high scoring. So that would be very good for Mahomes. Two, I've got Russell Wilson against Minnesota. The only way I see him not getting 25 to 30 points is if they get ahead early since Minnesota's defense is not what it used to be. Third, I've got Dak against the Giants. You said it. Giants' defense is really bad this year, and I think Dak will have a field day. I think Zeke will also be very good against them. And four, I've got Lamar. Against Cincinnati, he'll have to be good to beat this team. It's a division rivalry, so it'll take a lot to beat him. Five, I've got Deshaun Watson against the Jaguars. Jaguars' defense is not good, and Deshaun Watson is good. Their offense is a garbage fire without, or their team is a garbage fire without Bill O'Brien. They'll be an interim head coach, but I think they'll still, he'll still put up good fantasy numbers. My best candidate is Josh Allen. I don't think he'll be as good as he has been against that Titans C defense. I think they'll kind of figure him out. They had a full two weeks to 
watch film on him. So, yeah. All right, going to running backs. Uh, my one is – this is PPR. My rankings are. So, my one's Alvin Kamara. He's the Saints offense. Even with Michael Thomas, I think he still will get a lot of looks, whether it's in the pass game or in the run game. He's going to be good. Two, I got Zeke. I think if the Cowboys get up early, they will feed him. They haven't fed him as much as they should be. They've been trying to get him involved more in the passing game, but really Zeke does his damage when he's getting 20 to 25 carries a game. All right, three. I was kind of debating here between two of them, but I did uh, Dalvin. He's got the Seahawks on Sunday night, but Seahawks haven't been great against the run. They've been good, but they haven't been great. I think that Dalvin could have a pretty big game in that. Four, I have Derrick Henry. I mean, for the volume he gets, he's always a good start in fantasy. Like, he's going to get the touches. What he does with those touches, we'll see. Five, I actually got Kareem Hunt. Without Nick Chubb in there, the Browns are still going to run the ball. And if their run game isn't working, he will get involved in the pass game. And uh, I think he'll be great. For a bus candidate, I really think that... Uh, Josh Jacobs. I don't know that he's going to be great. Uh, Chiefs defense, if the Chiefs get out early and get a lead, I think the Raiders could be passing the ball a lot. and They do not get him involved in the passing game too well. So I think that Josh Jacobs is a very big bus candidate. All right. Number one, I got Zeke against the Giants. That Giants defense is not good at all. And I think the Cowboys will get up early, and they'll start running the ball. And he'll rack up a ton of yards. We'll see about touchdowns. Then number two, I've got Dalvin against Seattle. I think that'll be a high-scoring game. And Dalvin is basically Minnesota's offense. So he'll definitely be involved in that game. Number three, I've got Alvin Kamara against the Chargers. Like he said, he'll get involved in the passing game. Or in the running game. And I think he'll, even with Michael Thomas, he'll get the volume. Number four, I've got Kareem Hunt against Indianapolis. Just due to the fact that Nick Chubb is out and he's going to get the volume. Number five, I was struggling between Chris Carson and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I ended up going with Chris Carson. Just because they're playing a very bad defense in Minnesota. For my bus candidate, I've got Miles Sanders against Pittsburgh because their O-line is not good, and the Steelers' front seven is very good. All right, on to wide receivers in PPR. My number one wide receiver is DeAndre Hopkins. Playing the Jets, that's a fantasy field day for any offensive player. Um, you saw it last week, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, both those guys went crazy. And they really haven't done much all year. So imagine what DeAndre Hopkins is going to do to that secondary. Second, if he's healthy, Michael Thomas. Uh, a healthy Michael Thomas is really possibly the best receiver in the league. But especially for PPR scoring, he gets a lot of targets. And he didn't do great week one against the Bucks, But... I mean, I think that's a huge outlier for a guy like Michael Thomas, and he obviously got hurt in that game pretty early on, so I think a big week for Michael Thomas if he's healthy is coming. Uh, three, I got Tyreek Hill. Um, a 
against the Raiders, I think he's probably going to have a couple big plays. I mean, he's always guaranteed for one or two big plays, but that's one that I really think he could have multiple. Four, I got Calvin Ridley in a bounce-back week. If no Julio, Ridley's going to get a lot of targets against average-at-best Carolina defense. I have Calvin Ridley having a great week. Amari Cooper's my fifth. He does fight for targets with CD and Michael Gallup, but to this point, the ball has been spread out really evenly by Dak, and Coop is getting good volume. Even, I would also say, if you have CD Lamb on your roster, start him too. I mean, CD's also been really consistent and really good PPR-wise. And then, I'd say for a bus candidate, I would steer clear of a lot of these guys' number two wide receivers. Like, I don't like Emmanuel Sanders when Michael Thomas gets back or Traquan Smith. I don't like Sammy Watkins this week. And stay away from Michael Gallup also. I think that he has been the odd man out in a lot of these games. And especially if the Cowboys get up early, I would say stay away from Michael Gallup. All right, my top wide receiver for this week is DeAndre Hopkins. You said it best. He's going to destroy that Jets defense. At number two, I've got Adam Thielen against Seattle. That's going to be a high-scoring game. I would start him for sure. I think he'll go off. Number three, I've got DJ Moore against Atlanta. Just due to the fact that the Falcons' defense is that bad. I think he'll be able to get loose in that secondary and take advantage of that. Four, I've got Amari Cooper against the Giants. I think he'll have a field day. Five, I've got Metcalf against Minnesota. The only way he doesn't have a good game is if they get up early and just start running the ball down their throats. So for tight ends, pretty straightforward here. One Kittle with C.J. Beathard probably starting next week. He's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, He's really a fallback option. And yeah, I think Kittle's going to have a really, really good week. Kelsey, two. Mark Andrews, three, I, like I said earlier, I mean, he's a really good fantasy tight end, and I think he will get red zone looks, and he, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets one or two more scores this week. Four, Higby. Washington, they let Zach Ertz score week one, let Mark Andrews score. I think Higby has a pretty good week. Five, I got Darren Waller. It's not a great matchup against like linebackers like Anthony Hitchens and those guys, and like Ben Neiman, but I think Darren Waller will have a good week. Just, I would have Noah Fant here, but with all what's going on in their game, we don't really know if they're going to play, and even if they do play, I don't know that Fant will be healthy. For my top tight end, I've got Kelsey, due to the fact that I think Las Vegas will compete with them, and Kelsey's their go-to guy. Then I've got Kittle and Andrews because they're both the go-to guy in those systems. And I've got Waller, who, again, like like you said, not a great matchup for him, but he's been reliable for the Raiders throughout the season, so I don't see why they wouldn't give him targets. Then five, I've got Jonu Smith against Buffalo, and I think that's due to the fact that they'll have a – decent game offensively against 
it's a good Buffalo defense, but I think st- he'll still be able to do decent at least. All right, on defenses, pretty straightforward here. One, I got Steelers. Eagles have not been good offensively this year. Steelers have been great defensively this year. Ravens, their front seven is going to go. They're going to get some sacks, and I think they're going to rack up some good points. I don't know if they'll cause any turnovers, but they will They will make sure Joe Burrow struggles. Three, Cardinals playing the Jets. Any defense that has played the Jets has put up good numbers this year. Four, 49ers. Uh, Miami, they tend to turn the ball over once or twice a game. That's good fantasy points for the Niners defense. And five, I have the Buccaneers. The Bears offense is not good. I don't know if they'll cause any turnovers, but I think they will get to the quarterback a couple times. All right, my top one is the Steelers, of course, because they're playing the one of the worst offenses in football. Next, I've got the Rams against the football team because the football team is starting Kyle Allen, and that quarterback drama will only result in a bad game for Washington, and the Rams' defense has been fairly consistent this year. Three, I've got the Cardinals against the Jets, solely because they're playing the Jets. And then four, I've got Baltimore against Cincinnati, because Baltimore's defense has been great all year, and the I don't think the Bengals will be able to compete with them. And then five, I've got Seattle, because they're playing Minnesota, and Minnesota is still figuring things out. All right, we're going to close things out here with our... Uh... MVPs like through this season so far. So first, I know Russell Wilson has been fantastic, but I actually got Aaron Rodgers first because what he has done with the injuries to that offense have just been has it's just been amazing to me. Like, how Rodgers with like losing Devontae Adams, losing Alan Lazard, top two receivers, and yes, he did like people say that I guess on the depth chart. Valdez Scantling probably is higher up, but I think that Lazard has been the much better receiver this year, and Rodgers really likes Lazard too. So I just think for Rodgers to get that team to 4-0 after what a lot of people consider to be a terrible offseason for them and terrible front office decisions, he still has them at 4-0, and he still has them in the driving seat for like the uh, NFC playoffs this year. I got Russell Wilson after him and Josh Allen after him, but Rodgers is my front runner. I've got Russell Wilson as my front runner. He has been amazing this season. Granted, he does have better weapons than Rodgers. I would say that Seattle's O-line isn't as good as Green Bay's, and Seattle's defense has made Russell Wilson score a lot more points. And then Rodgers at number two. And then three, I've actually got Mahomes, due to, just due to the fact that he is Patrick Mahomes, and he's always going to be good. He is always going to be the face of the NFL. All right, and with that, we are steering the boat out of here. Uh, Captain Kenny signing off here. Have a great rest of your day.